1: It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors, our podcast exclusive, and we are so fortunate to, uh, even though... He uh, took a little time off uh, by direction of the boss. Tony Colombo is fishing during this uh, podcast exclusive. He's at Lake of the Ozarks. Brian Wordle from uh, Stream Adventures is also on the line. And on the program, if you heard Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors on the radio, we were talking about uh, the opinions of noise, music being played in a boat or on the shore. Does that affect uh, does that affect uh, the fish? Do, do they does it run them off? Does it bring them in? And we had a good consensus of, you know what? noise really doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, they have technology that creates noise to possibly draw the fish in. And I wanted to point out, uh, but I didn't have time on the show that you know uh, the uh, the Asian carp that fly, and you've seen videos of uh, these big huge fish jumping, they're actually attracted to the motor sound when going up the river. Um, and Brian, you're the you're the professional. Uh, have you done the uh, Asian carp fishing at all?
2: Oh yes, yes. Uh, well, there's there's really fishing-wise, you you pretty much snag them. You you generally catch them accidentally, unless you're actually going out to snag them. Uh, and they're really good to eat. But they're the one thing to to note about them, though, is it, I believe that it's more the vi- vibration. Uh, my jet boat won't get them stirred up. Oh wow! I, but my bass boat will. And so what I've found is that if I if I move uh, forward and then hit reverse, I can get them fired up. Uh, but in the jet boat, no, no. I, I've I've, tr- I've tried to get them fired up for clients on the jet boat, and, and have yet to be successful.
1: Okay, Asian carp. Well, the term carp, I've never known to be a good eating fish. But you mentioned Asian carp is a good eating fish. Have you actually think- had it, or you just is this hearsay? Oh.
2: Oh no 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 no! I've I've uh, I've caught and, and cooked them, and uh, personally, I I like them better than crappie, just because I think they've got a better texture. But they really wow. do kind of suck to clean. Uh, they're a pain in the butt to clean. Yeah. Uh,
1: is it because all the bones?
2: They've got. Uh, if if you've ever cleaned a northern pike, uh, there's. Yes. We call them pine cone bones. You know what I'm talking about? They look like little Christmas tree yeah. bones in them. Uh, yeah, yep. so there there's two two lines of those that need to be cut out. So when you clean that northern pike, you never really get a fillet. You get strips of meat, and that's what you get out of an Asian carp. Uh and oh. uh, what I found with them, if it's not 10 pounds or more, it's not worth cleaning. Uh <laughs> out of a 10 out of a 10-pound Asian carp, you, you get what I call a a heavy handful of meat strips, about a pound and a half of meat strips. But wow. They're beautifully white and delicate and flaky, very mild flavor. Uh, I've done them both deep fried and I've done them on the grill. And my favorite way was on the grill. And then just to kind of be true to where they're from, I did them teriyaki style, and they were
1: wonderful. There you go. Tony, what was your question, buddy?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Brian, I wanted to ask you about those Asian carp because um, it's been something that we've talked about on this show for years now. And, you know, I, I am a little bit afraid of what those uh, that that species may do to a lot of the waterways in in our area. Um, when they first were introduced, it seemed like almost like a doomsday thing that we if these fish get into the, our lakes and rivers that could uh, destroy the ecosystem, and then over the years, some people have said, oh, it'll, you know, they'll, it, it, everything will come to a balance. They'll figure it out. It won't be as bad as we originally thought. Um, what are your thoughts on, um, on the effect that they are having on our on our lakes and rivers? And is it something that we need to worry about?
2: The, uh, so when it was relatively new, and, and I'm, I'm saying after they'd been around for about 10 to 15 years in the Merrimack River, uh, and that's really the the one that mm-hmm. I can I can speak about the most. The the decline of the shad and the schools of minnows and silver minnows and and shiners the, they were almost non-existent. Uh, and that really hurt the game species because the game species eat the shad and uh, and other small bait fish. Right. And so when those populations went down, I saw the game fish almost disappear. And it was there was quite a bit of time where I just didn't even fish that uh, that lower Merrimack area. Uh, now catfish was still doing fine, uh, but just in the last few years, I've seen more shad, I've seen more minnows. So I don't know if they're learning to to coexist. And then I know some of the uh, you know the catfishermen they they catch those Asian carp and use them as cut bait. And I think the rest of the fish has learned that baby uh, Asian carp are food as well. Uh, so I, I do think that there's a balance, but I think there's
1: still a big problem. Well, I, I, I'm i reading on Wikipedia, Asian carp have been a popular food fish in Asia for thousands of years, so I just don't understand why it's not more of a food source. Why isn't McDonald's selling uh, Asian carp nuggets or something? Because it's obviously there, there, there's plenty of them, and we need to get rid of them, or we at least, at least need to control them, don't you think?
2: I think it's the... the, the I, oh, you know, the car, carp, just even common carp, are an invasive species in this country. Uh, they, they yeah. were brought over from Germany. And I grew up eating carp, and, and I think they're a wonderful fish to eat as well. Uh, but you ask, and if you say that to most people in America, they turn their nose up. And it's like, well, they're, they are a wonderful fish. They're kind of a pain in the butt here again. But with any of them, if you treat them right... You learn about them, you, you clean them. You, uh, sometimes you want to soak them uh, in buttermilk or something to, to help the flavor. Uh, and then I've, I've said common carp to many people and have never had anybody say, oh my God, that's gross. Most everybody goes, oh my <laughs> God, I had no idea it was this good.
1: Yeah, they say in this article that it's somewhere of a tie between it's somewhere between scallops and crab meat. That's what the the uh, that's what it tastes like. That's crazy. There,
2: there is a sweetness to it. Uh, now, common carp uh, has a has a uh, more of a flavor than uh, Asian carp does. Asian carp, though, I think texture wise is awesome.
1: All right, the uh, podcast exclusive continues with noise in the background. Tony, what are you doing over there?
0: That sounds like a <laughs> motor in the I'm, way. Uh, I'm actually on the dock right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in. I'm on the dock right now, so you're probably hearing the creaks of the dock as uh, you know the wake comes through the cove here. So sorry.
1: Well, before we wrap up the the carp uh, conversation, maybe it's just because people see that word carp and they they think of word jumble and they see the word crap and that's probably why they don't want to <laughs> eat them. That doesn't make any dang sense.
2: I think we're the only culture in the world that doesn't see carp as a game fish. In most other countries, they, they put more money into their carp tournament. It's really quite amazing.
1: And how did they get introduced into the U.S.?
2: From what I understand, they were brought in by Europeans uh, for a food source.
1: Hmm. Well... They're definitely I, plentiful i've never I've never fished for them yeah. I've seen the videos and i pretty much I don't own a football helmet so I'm not going fishing for them
0: yeah I had heard I had heard stories about um, uh, about various farmers bringing them in to clean out like local like little farm ponds or use them you know like they were using them for some productive purpose because what they ate and it was able to you know clean whatever they
1: oh yeah I'm sorry they would would get out of hand
0: they would get too big and then the farmers would you know go out and throw them in the um you know in the in the rivers and lakes around uh, you know around wherever and that's how they that's one of the ways that they got in I think there's several different ways that they got introduced over here uh but yeah about 10 years ago or so it really became a hot topic and then over the last few years it's you know it gets bigger and bigger as they as they get more and more invasive and people have that experience of seeing these torpedo like fish jumping over their boats and you know right. just, yeah it, it'll 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 change you when you see one of those things jump over your boat it's wild
2: and i'm, I'm sorry let me correct them i, I was referring to the common carp because those i think those were brought it brought here in the 1800s from uh from oh, Europe yeah, gotcha. there. Uh, but yeah, the Asian carp. From what I understood, it was a flood. There was a pond in Arkansas uh, that got inundated by a flood, and I don't know. Oh. You know, we've got a we've got a carp called a, a diploid. They're a grass carp that are are silver in color. They uh, they look actually quite a bit like an Asian carp, uh, but they actually eat vegetation. The Asian carp eat zooplankton. Uh, so they they don't feed on moss or they don't feed on weeds or anything like that. They're just filter feeders, kind of like a, a spoonbill catfish or cattlefish. Uh, so right. they really don't. They're not useful as weed control at all. Uh, so I, somebody screwed up
0: somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, no that kidding. makes sense about the flooding hey, in Brian, Arkansas for we- sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Tony. Uh, before we want to die, I wanted to ask Brian about. Uh, uh, What's fishing you guys do on the on the streams there is it fly fishing is it regular rod and reel fishing um, is it a little bit of everything what do you what it, is what are you it, what are you guys doing? what's your favorite
2: it depends on the client uh, I, I've taken out fly fishermen uh, now I am by no means an expert fly fisherman uh, I I I'm I'm okay. But I'm not like a fly fisherman, and uh, fly, fly uh, fishing instructor. Most of the time, it's ultralight fishing. Uh, if, if if I'm providing the equipment, I'll generally, depending on the client, hand them a, an eight foot long uh, ultralight with four pound test, and that's what and that's what we fish with. And and the the beautiful thing about having that long fishing pole is we can get away with that light line. Uh, and in most of the streams, especially this time of the year, they'll they'll get gin clear. And uh, I have seen a difference, even going from four pound to six pound, in uh, in getting the actual bite. Uh, but yeah, it, it's mostly artificial baits. However, uh, I've taken out people that, that wanted to use live bait, and so I'll bring a seine, and we'll make that part of the day, and we'll seine some minnows, and and. Uh, there's really no limit to how they can be caught. There's there's a little bit, you know, I kind of pay attention to whether or not, uh, you know, we're, we're getting them hooked too deep. I, we really try to preserve the fish. I, I don't like to kill a bunch of fish. Uh, you right. know, we will keep some fish uh, occasionally. But for the most part, it's catch and release. But uh, so we, so we have kept some for shore lunch
1: yeah my experience with uh, yes. stream adventures was fantastic it was uh it was just him and i on the on the on the trip we had a blast we got uh you know you know chatting brian's a very friendly guy and he's got tons of stories and well you want to talk politics he might be your guy too uh tony uh i hope you enjoy the rest of your fishing trip which is going to come to an end soon but uh we can't wait to get you back in the studio bud yeah
0: absolutely i'll be back there next uh, week with you and since we record this show a little bit earlier if anybody's going to be listening to the weekend report here in a couple hours i'll actually be back in the studio uh for that show um because we record them on different days so it's the magic of radio i don't know if i'm letting the cat out of the bag there or not but when you release your show podcast before it even airs i think people know so
1: people kind of get that (laughs) it's how the sausage is made
0: (laughs) and then real quick <laughs> exactly. Here, thanks for we uh, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on, Bo. Tell, uh, Tony, be safe quick. on the road. Yeah, great talking hey, with you, Brian. Yeah, Brian, yeah, yeah go we'll ahead. Do. Thanks, guys. Real 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 quick. Go Tony, ahead, Brian. Uh, we went through this whole
2: thing and you didn't tell anybody what you've been catching fish on.
0: Uh mostly crankbait this weekend. Uh mostly crankbait and a little bit of buzz bait. It's been pretty oh, really? I've, I've been I've been yeah, I've been keeping it pretty simple uh just finding trying to find uh rock walls and you know some of the right coverage uh right time of day when it's been super hot out here trying to find the the shade and um you know along some of those rock walls around here and been yeah been keeping it pretty simple but it's been it's been working so it's been a lot of fun
1: outstanding
0: well it was great all right gentlemen
1: Yeah, Brian Wertle and Stream Adventures. Look him up on Facebook if you want to, you know, charter a a fishing trip, you know, kind of like when you go on vacation to Florida, you go, oh, let's go deep sea fishing. Well, that's done right here in the Midwest with Brian and his company. So thank you, Brian, for your time. We always appreciate that.
2: Wonderful. I appreciate you having me on.
1: You bet. Tony Colombo, Chad Ellis, the executive producer. My name is Bo Matthews. And there is your uh, Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors podcast exclusive. Thanks for listening.